Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, after three weeks and four nominees, Congress finally has a new Speaker of the House. What it means for funding for Israel and Ukraine, and why Mike Johnson's election is considered a win for hard-right Republicans. Here are tonight's headlines. The People's House is back in business. The House has a new leader. So who is Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson? The staunch conservative wants a federal ban on abortion rights and opposes same-sex marriage. What it means for the future of the Republican Party. Hospitals in Gaza overwhelmed as fuel supplies dwindle. The U.N. wants to distribute home birthing kits to thousands of pregnant Palestinian women. We're inside one hospital. The whole health system are going to collapse soon. Death is getting closer and closer to my mother. And a family in agony. Meet a Palestinian-American whose mother is trapped in Gaza, along with hundreds of other U.S. citizens. What is the fear that you carry? I have, you know, one hand on my heart and one hand on the phone. Plus, anti-Semitic incidents up nearly 400% in the U.S. and anti-Muslim incidents on the rise since the Israel-Hamas war began. In this moment, the best way to respond is to stand together united. Why Donald Trump took the stand and was fined in that real estate fraud trial in New York. An unprecedented Category 5 hurricane makes landfall near a popular tourist destination in Mexico. Plus here in the U.S., the dual weather with snow out west and warm temperatures in the east. An important recall to tell you about, bagged pre-cut onions linked to illnesses in 22 states. We have the details. And remembering Richard Roundtree, the man often called the first black action hero.
Good evening and thank you for joining us tonight. The world is waiting and watching for a ground invasion in Gaza. In a nationally televised address tonight, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu warns Hamas is doomed and that his military is getting prepared and that his government is working around the clock until it reaches victory no word on what that means. It comes as Gaza's health system is on the brink of collapse. The World Health Organization says roughly a third of the territory's hospitals are offline and not functioning as a result of airstrikes and the lack of supplies like fuel and medicine. But we begin right here in Washington with a major breakthrough in the House of Representatives. After three Weeks of chaos and dysfunction among Republicans, the GOP finally came together to elect a new Speaker of the House. Conservative Mike Johnson of Louisiana got the required 217 votes to take the gavel. That is something three other nominees failed to do. CBS's Nicole Kalian is going to start us off tonight from Capitol Hill. Good evening, Nicole. Good evening, Nora. Speaker Johnson defied the odds. Coming into this race, he was relatively unknown. Now he's been catapulted to second in line to the presidency. The Speaker-elect, Mike Johnson from the state of Louisiana. Winning unanimously on the first ballot, Louisiana Congressman Mike Johnson claimed what had become a very elusive speaker's gavel. After three weeks of stalled business without a permanent leader. The challenge before us is great, but the time for action is now, and I will not let you down. The 51-year-old Johnson is an evangelical Christian, former conservative radio talk show host, and in just his fourth term in Congress, the least experienced speaker in decades. But he managed to unite both the hard right and establishment flanks of the party who fought bitterly over who should lead. So no regrets about your actions? Absolutely not. This this affirms the path that we took. Democrats railed against Johnson, a staunch ally of former President Trump, who helped lead a congressional push to overturn the 2020 election results. Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. He's doing a great job under difficult circumstances. And no amount of election denialism will ever change that reality. Representing Northwest Louisiana, Johnson has taken a sharp stance against gay rights and supports a nationwide abortion ban without exceptions. Florida Republican Matt Gaetz, who led the effort to remove Kevin McCarthy as speaker, said the hardliners won. If, if you don't think that moving from Kevin McCarthy to MAGA Mike Johnson shows the ascendance of this movement, and where the power in the Republican Party truly lies, uh, then then you're not paying attention. And Nicole Killing is back with us from Capitol Hill. Nicole, I listened to the speaker's speech today. He talked about Israel. The House passed a resolution backing Israel and condemning Hamas today. But he made no mention of funding for Ukraine. Will that happen? We'll see, Nora. But most recently, Speaker Johnson voted against more funding. However, tonight he said he supports additional aid to Ukraine with conditions including greater accountability and clearer objectives from the White House. Nora? Nicole Killian on the Hill. Thank you. Let's turn out of the war in the Middle East. Tonight, CBS News has learned that Israel is delaying the ground invasion into Gaza as the fate of more than 200 hostages remains uncertain. Now, this as the humanitarian crisis is growing more desperate by the hour in Gaza. CBS's Holly Williams is in East Jerusalem following the latest. Good evening, Holly. 
Good evening, Nora. Hamas officials say the death toll in the Gaza Strip is now over 6,000. But today, President Biden said while innocents have been killed, he has no confidence in those numbers. Now, what is true is that the people of Gaza appear to be on the brink of a catastrophe. And we should warn you that our story tonight contains some disturbing images. Do they seek revenge by killing our kids? Cried Wael al-Dakdu today. A journalist for the Al Jazeera television network, his wife, son, daughter and grandson were all killed. A third of the hospitals in the Gaza Strip have stopped functioning, according to the United Nations, either because they're damaged or because of a lack of fuel to power their generators. At Al Nasser Hospital in Han Yunus, they're still open, still saving lives when they can. Many of the injured are very young. My sister was bleeding, cries this little girl. My mother was crushed by rocks. The whole health system are going to collapse soon. CBS News interviewed Dr. Mohammed Kandil, the head of ER, who said the doctors have no water to wash their hands and some patients are dying because of shortages. The hospital have nothing to offer to them. So it's, it cannot be described by words. It's a hell. At Al-Shifa Hospital, doctors are also warning of a fuel shortage. With no electricity, they say, many of their tiny patients would die. More than 5,000 pregnant women in Gaza are expected to give birth in the next month. With hospitals overwhelmed, the UN wants to distribute home birthing kits containing soap, a plastic sheet and scissors for cutting the umbilical cord. But so far, they can't get them in. Even before this war, Gaza was mired in poverty. 80% of its people relied on international aid. Then Israel imposed a total siege, blocking food, fuel and medicine from going in. The UN Agency for Palestinian Refugees is sheltering around 600,000 displaced people and says it will run out of fuel by tomorrow. Israel says Hamas needs fuel for its rockets and military operations and claims Hamas is hoarding it and stealing it from civilians, releasing aerial images of these tanks, which it says contain more than 100,000 gallons. We cannot independently verify that. And today, a senior leader from Hamas met with the head of Hezbollah, a militant group in Lebanon with deep ties to Iran, and like Hamas, designated a terrorist organization by the US. With deadly exchanges of fire between Israel and Hezbollah, that stoked fears that the war in Gaza could expand into a regional conflict. Tonight, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says his military is preparing for a ground incursion into the Gaza Strip. And after pressure to delay that action, he said the timing will be decided by his war cabinet. Nora. Holly Williams, thank you. Well, tonight, hundreds of American citizens are trapped in Gaza, unable to escape the war zone or find basic supplies. CBS's Adriana Diaz spoke with a Chicago area man desperate to get his family out.
Nabil Al-Sharafa says death is getting closer and closer to his mother, Naila Al-Sharafa, an American trapped in Gaza. She took this video inside her family's home. They're bumping the area. I hear the bombs while I'm talking to her. You do? On the phone. It's terrifying. Al-Sharafa, who lives in California, was on a 10-day trip to Gaza to visit her sick mother, but now is one of up to 600 American citizens with no way out. Her son signed up for these State Department alerts, authenticated by CBS News. A message for Americans in Israel, a U.S. ally, provides details for an evacuation ship. One for Americans in Gaza says the Egypt border crossing may open and you should assess your personal safety and security before heading there. Negotiations allowing Americans out have failed. Al-Sharafa says his mother made four attempts at the crossing, but was prevented at one point by an Israeli airstrike. The U.S. and Israel also blame Hamas. Hamas has blocked them from leaving. The Israeli Americans are getting charter flights, cruise ships, food, Wi-Fi. The U.S. citizens in Gaza, what are they getting? I truly feel betrayed by my government. All I'm requesting is equal protection of the citizens. The nation was celebrating when two American hostages were released. What was the experience for you? I was really happy. At the same time, I also pray that the 500 to 600 U.S. citizens come back. And honestly, I'm kind of just preparing myself right now, you know, for the fact that this might be a reality where I get a phone call that tells me my mother is not alive. No foreign citizens have been able to leave Gaza. And the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has spent a lot of time in the region negotiating. He says it's one of his top priorities to get Americans out. The State Department told us it has a team working on this around the clock. Still, Nora Al-Sharafa told us late today that his family is suing the U.S. government, which he says has an obligation to get its citizens out. Oh, this is so complex. Adriana Diaz, thank you. Back here at home, there was a bit of drama today at the civil fraud trial of former President Donald Trump in New York when a judge fined Trump again for violating a gag order against criticizing the judge's staff. As CBS's Robert Costa reports, Trump was placed under oath to answer the judge's questions. We're being railroaded here. Former President Donald Trump was ordered to take the witness stand today for about three minutes after Manhattan Judge Arthur Gorin accused him of breaking a gag order with these comments, which the judge viewed as directed at his staff. A very partisan judge with a person who's very partisan sitting alongside him, perhaps even much more partisan than he is. Trump denied he was talking about anyone on the judge's staff, telling Gorin it was about you and Cohen. A reference to Michael Cohen, his former fixer who again testified today about his alleged fraud. Did he violate the gag order, Mr. President? No, no. Were you referring to the clerk? With respect to what? The disparaging comments. No, not at all. The judge said he found Trump's answers not credible and fined him $10,000. Adding his concern about the increasingly overheated environment and Gorin said, I don't want anybody killed. Trump was fined $5,000 last week for comments he made about the judge's clerk, Allison Greenfield. He had been barred from discussing the staff after he attacked her on social media. The judge also looked at the former president and said, don't do this again or else the fine will be worse, sending a sharp signal that he's watching what Trump says inside and outside the courtroom.
Nora. Robert Costa, thank you. Turning now to the weather and a major hurricane that's left a path of destruction across Mexico's Pacific coast. Hurricane Otis made landfall near Acapulco early this morning as a monster Category 5 storm ripping roofs off buildings, causing massive flooding and knocking out power to hundreds of thousands. And remnants from Otis will be felt here in the U.S. Let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Nora. Absolutely amazing the transformation this storm undertook in a matter of hours. From Monday night through the day on Tuesday, tropical storm to not just a hurricane, but a powerful Category 5 hurricane making landfall near Acapulco with winds estimated 165 miles an hour. Heavy rain threat does remain. Some of this moisture getting up and into the United States also a flood threat. And when it's all said and done on the cold side, there could be a foot of snow or more on the ground in parts of North Dakota and parts of the upper Midwest and the northern plains. And then while at the same time, temperatures here by this weekend, Nora, in the mid-Atlantic into the mid-80s. Thank you. The war in the Middle East is fanning the flames of hate here in the U.S. Today, the Anti-Defamation League said anti-Semitic incidents have spiked by about 400 percent in recent weeks. Threats against Muslims and Arabs are also on the rise. CBS's Jeff Begays has more on this troubling trend. As tensions are rising across the United States, so are incidents of anti-Semitism. The Anti-Defamation League reports... At least 312 anti-Semitic incidents in the U.S., including harassment, vandalism, and assault. In the nearly three weeks since the Israel-Hamas war began, that's up from 64 during the same time last year. We've never seen the intensity and we've never seen the spread like we're seeing right now. Last week, Attorney General Merrick Garland warned about increased threats to Jewish Muslim and Arab communities. The Council on American-Islamic Relations reports 774 anti-Muslim incidents since October 7th, the highest in nearly eight years. They feel doubly victimized. On one hand, they're watching, again, thousands of civilians be killed. Then they're retaliated against with hate crimes, with hate incidents. Just this week near Chicago, dueling rallies turned violent. And earlier this month, a six-year-old Palestinian-American boy was stabbed to death in an alleged hate crime. His mother stabbed more than a dozen times, now home from the hospital and urging people to pray for peace. According to the ADL, violent rhetoric online from extremists on their social media platforms is fueling some of these hate incidents. The ADL has documented a thousand percent increase in the daily average of messages mentioning Jews in Israel. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. Well, there's an update tonight on that off-duty Alaska Airlines pilot accused of trying to bring down a plane. What his lawyer is now saying, that's next. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. This episode 
is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. A lawyer for an Alaska Airlines pilot accused of trying to crash a flight by cutting the engines put out a statement today saying the off-duty pilot was not under the influence of any intoxicants when he boarded the plane Sunday night. Joseph Emerson was riding as a passenger in the cockpit. According to court documents, Emerson told investigators that he was suffering a nervous breakdown, had taken psychedelic mushrooms two days earlier, and had not slept in 40 hours. He's due in federal court tomorrow. The CDC sounds the alarm about a salmonella outbreak linked to diced onions. What to look for in your fridge next. Tonight, an important consumer alert. The CDC is investigating a salmonella outbreak linked to diced onions, and customers are being urged to throw away products made by Gill's Onions of California. Health officials say at least 73 people have gotten sick in 22 states. 15 had to go to the hospital. Recalled products include bags and cups of diced onions and mixtures mixtures of onions with celery and carrots. Coming up, we'll remember Hollywood icon and groundbreaking actor Richard Roundtree. That's next. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings at hundreds of stores, including Doc Martens, Ninja Kitchen, and Hotels.com. Prep for summer and save big on beauty, travel, electronics, and more. It's one of Rakuten's biggest cash back events. And it's on May 6th through May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Finally tonight, we want to take a moment to remember trailblazing actor Richard Roundtree. With a career spanning more than five decades, Roundtree will forever be linked to his signature role. Who is a man that would risk his neck for his brother, man? 
Released in 1971, Shaft turned Roundtree into a bona fide movie star and one of Hollywood's first black action heroes. He starred in a broad range of roles, but all roads led back to where it all began. Roundtree appeared as the cool New York private detective John Shaft in five films, including the last two with co-star Samuel L. Jackson. Richard Roundtree died yesterday after a short battle with cancer. He was 81 years old. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.